Welcome to the debut episode of the brand new Dirty Slides podcast. I'm your host, Joe Prano, here with my favorite podcasting Andy in the world. <laughs> Feels good. Mr. Andy Lazarus. Oh, good to be here, Joe. Um, this is an idea that we had a while ago. This yeah. was actually... This was one of the first ideas I had for new shows on the DSPN, the DSPN. network. Uh, it was an idea I had before I had the idea for the Dent Report, which is now going on. Which is like, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the two perfect Dent Heads. Yeah, exactly. You can't get a better Dent Head You can't get a better Dent Head crew. No. But my idea was... They're like create-a-player Dent Heads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> my idea was uh, the, the Dirty Sports Network would break off into, yeah. you know, different areas, and one of them... We'd pair the two dented guys together, and that was my idea for the Dent Report, which right. is crushing. It's, crushing. I think they're in, like, episode 40 or something. Like, God knows how many they're episodes like, they have. They're like Big East basketball of ESPN yeah, yeah. in 1981. Yeah. The and, first big offshoot hit. And my other idea was Dirty Slides uh, using the DS, yes. you know, uh, to— for, Expand to, your to brand, bro. And uh, it would be two— uh, failed ball players. You, yeah. uh, just talking. Just talking ball. Talking baseball and whatever and whatever you want. Whatever comes uh, from that. So you've obviously co-hosted and yes. guest and guested on uh, Dirty Sports plenty. Yes. yes. Um, for people who don't know you though, you're a comedian. I'm a comedian and a semi-retired, semi-professional athlete. Yeah. Yeah. I you're feel. still you're still uh, GM. I'm, I'm GM owner, owner and manager. DH. You manage the team. I too? manage the team. Yeah, I'm and and DH. Yes. for the Venice Gays. For the Venice Gays, uh, Venice's greatest amateur baseball team. And we're no coming question. to you live from the Lazlair. Yes, uh, on the on the far opposite end of Venice from uh, the Smut Shack. It's it's compared to the Smut Shack, it's bougie as fuck in here. Yeah. I'm yeah. sitting on a couch. There's yeah. baseball bats everywhere. There's space. TV. The only yeah. thing that the only thing you got going on, you got to learn this one from uh, Ruther. You got to take down your smoke detector and just rip it off the wall. I did because we have a fucking. I did. Situation. I did. Of course, I did. Like <laughs> any fucking normal person. Like any would normal do. twenty any, to forty year old man yes, that lives by would himself. Absolutely do. I had to um, like take a new loan out, yeah. like pay off the old one, take a new one, and they had to come in here and inspect shit. So then I had to like get new, uh, to get new <laughs> fire alarms just to show the inspector. And of course, two weeks later, they're fucking beeping. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, the tweeting of your smoke uh, detector reminds me that I should tell people we are on Twitter already. Hey! We are at Dirty Slides. That's real. Now we're real. And I just changed the password uh, to something that I'll never forget, and I can't wait to tell you it after the show. I can't. I can't um, wait to hear that. But let's talk some baseball before yeah. we get into everything else. We, and before we get into baseball, we should say that, you know, I think 
the the thing that we have in common besides being ball players and comedians like Andy and uh, Maddie being dented, we're both lazy as fuck. Lazy. We are lazy, lazy. white men. We are the patriarchy. Yes. We are yes. what everybody complains about. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, so we're going to do this podcast. And we're complaining that it's getting a little uncomfortable on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to do this podcast, I don't know, how often, you know, I'd love to say we would do it weekly or twice a week or three times, but sure. prob- probably. But, you know, see how the people like it first, and then, yeah. you know, let's not, you know, expend any more energy than we have to. Exactly. That's but I, how I live. I said to you, let's let's have you on the show for the uh, annual baseball preview, which right. we did, which was lost by Trevor, Rip Trevor. Right. And You fired Trevor. Trevor was fired. And I was thinking, do you think... It, I thought Trevor had a future. Do you think it's appropriate to hire Trevor for Dirty Slides? Just give him one more chance. Just, like, bring him on. He's still on the yeah. network, but he can't be on the flagship show. Right. I mean, it's like getting <laughs> busted the first time for steroids. What is it? Like yeah. a 50-game suspension? Yeah. Yeah, if you get fired once, but you like, get a He was, you know, he, he was one a producer on SportsCenter, and now he's getting moved to, like— <laughs> baseball yeah. tonight yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah or he's yeah or the like the soccer show yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i've that's what i've sort of been thinking of this podcast as is yeah. the baseball tonight this is the baseball to dirty tonight sports of the sports new, center the new flat you know the the new fucking network network thank yeah. you yeah. um so Jesus. we're we're about a week plus into the season we're yeah. sitting here at the last lair uh, Dodgers, San Francisco Giants is on TV. We're recording this on a Saturday. I'm not sure when it'll drop yet. Maybe today. Who knows? And, That'd be fantastic. Uh, and let's start with your Giants and the, and the NL West. How how are you feeling so far about your team? About about what's going on in the Giants season so far? Um, what I'm I'll, I'll list things I'm feeling good about first. Yeah. Number one. Johnny Cueto, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, now he's John, he's back to Johnny Bueno. Johnny Bueno, I call you, I, you, you know you said we're, we've got good Johnny Cueto, right? And because uh, there's two Johnny Cueto, there's two Johnny Cuetos. There yeah. truly is. The truly, it's Johnny Bueno and Johnny No Bueno. No Bueno. No Bueno. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Bomba. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently, no blisters this year. That was a big thing for a guy who who really. Um, Needs to spin the ball well to be a great pitcher because he, you know, he's he might top out at 93 these days, but he's uh, you know, he's a master of deception. Um, so uh, he's looking good. Um, I like you know what, you know, the lineup, but uh, it's still they're still rolling a lot of double plays, it's still you know, Giants baseball five to two. Three to one going two back one. to Cueto before we before we talk about your lineup, yeah. I, he, like you said, he's the master of deception. He has 15 different wind-ups. 15 different shimmies. Yeah, the shimmies, the shake, like... <sighs> so, it, so hot. It, that alone, that, you know, sort of messing with the timing, mm-hmm. uh, gives him such an advantage. And sometimes it bites him in the ass, no doubt. But it gives him such an advantage. The question is, are pitchers such non-athletes that this is of the... God knows how, how however many there are in baseball. What are there? Two hundred and fifty big league pitchers. Sure. How many? How many of these guys are like? Why can't more people do this? Because they're not the athletes Johnny Cueto is. Yeah. Johnny Cueto. Don't let the boiler fool you. Uh, that guy's an athlete. He is a stud. He can hit. He can bunt. Um, if you ever see him get off the mound 
and make plays to first base. He's like a cat. He yeah. just has a big belly. But you, you look at, like, okay, let's talk. You and know. he's got major swagoo. Right. I mean, if you shimmy like that, that's swag city. Yeah. I mean, I wish I was a tenth of a player like that. Like, I was, I was a no-swag player. If you're, if you're a guy like Syndergaard mm-hmm. or Kershaw... Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't need the fucking. You don't you, need all the bells and whistles. You don't. But if you're fucking if you're, fat Johnny Bueno, yeah. But if you're. But I'm saying if you're. If you're any third starter or fourth starter in baseball, like throw a little shimmy in there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. You, you've you've seen my uh, two thirds of an inning pitch for the gays. Absolutely. And, and all all I ever. You had didn't going even for really him. get started. I didn't that, even get started. I, I thought of that as like like a spring training. Yeah. Just like get in there. But when da, I came da, da, and da, tried da. out, when I came and tried out for the gays, I was like, all I really have going for me is I'll throw from every different arm angle possible because and I. That shows that you've got a strong core and you're a good athlete that you can <laughs> that you can keep that same arm slot no matter what. Joey Bueno. Joey That's what Bueno. They call me. And by the way, you haven't been cut from the gays. You know that. No. Yeah. You, we're I'm, waiting I'm, for you. I'm in a Michael Jordan-like retirement. Okay. I've been calling out people on Twitter yeah. in the last week about <laughs> Michael Jordan's retirements. It's like you have to be done. But I'm just resting. Yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll Take be back. it easy. But I'm calling it a retirement. Take it easy. Yeah. Um. So you're not you're not loving the lineup though, right now for the, for the Giants. I, you know what I should I, I like the lineup in that they're all big league hitters, uh, one through eight. What I don't look at about the lineup is that there's a real lack of a dynamic athletes in that lineup. I mean, before we got Austin Jackson and uh, McCutcheon, we were a very white team. Right. Too white. <laughs> Too white. Too darn white. Too darn white. Like, we had one dude with major swagoo, and that's am I Johnny at, Am Cueto. I looking at the Giants lineup or the Trump cabinet? Seriously. What, what is this a picture of? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I mean, like, Joe Panic, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford. He's got a lot of swagoo. Yeah. You know, Brandon Crawford with the wet hair. Yeah. Um, I think we talked Hunter about Pence. that on, on the Lost episode last yes, year. Yes, definitely. How, Why is his hair always how wet? Brandon Crawford always looks wet. <laughs> Like he, he looks like he's always showered. Like, is he the sweatiest guy of all time, or is he the guy who like showers between innings? Do you know what I think it is? I think it's coconut oil. Yeah, I do because I was recommended to put coconut oil in my hair by someone, and I did it, and my hair looked wet like Brandon Crawford. <laughs> like, well, so recommend- I think it's coconut oil. Why was what was the recommendation for for when you're balling or just like no, in I mean, life? No, I mean I'm not balding. It, it was no, just, I mean like when you're playing baseball or when or just no, like just in for life. life. Just coconut oil. Just coconut hair. oil for everything. This dude whitens his teeth with coconut oil and turmeric, and he puts it on his skin. He puts it in his hair, and he and this he looks a, fantastic. This is a Latin guy, right? He's he's Asian. Oh, he's Asian. Yeah, he's wow. Asian, and and he's half Chinese, half Japanese. So there's that. Right. Right. He's going to look better than a white guy anyway. Yeah. You know. But uh, so I tried it and I got wet Brandon Crawford hair. <laughs> Speaking of Asians. Yes. We have to get into Otani. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, position fluid? Yeah. Pre- yeah. <laughs> Otani is position fluid. And uh, we saw a huge jo- uh, jolt in our in our YouTube views just by calling an episode, having Otani in our episode. I'm assuming because just... Japanese people are searching for this guy's name. Absolutely. Which uh, it makes me think. like Japanese players, those fans travel. I yeah. mean, Ichiro was a sensation when he came over. Like, he's going to start the All-Star game, right? Probably, yeah. It, if he doesn't hit another home run before the break, I say he still starts the All-Star game. Right. 
but he's doing more than I thought he would. I've been totally impressed by him. And I didn't I didn't watch him in spring training. I've seen him I've just seen basically the highlights of him pitching and hitting and uh you know, he gets in a good position and he lets it go and yeah. he, and he's a big dude and, and he hit one off Kluber. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all the left center too. Yeah. They're pured. Yeah, gaps. Yeah. Gap, gap shots. Gap. Yeah. Um and and did you watch him pitch at all cuz he did pitch I against I just saw your... that he threw 6 innings and he gave up 3 runs and he handled himself pretty well. You... And, th- and I heard that they're going to put throw him once every 7 days. Yeah. What not does that bad. mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. He's a weird guy. He's got weird rules. But uh, I, I was wondering if you'd watch him pitch because we got to get into this uh, up front now that now that we're on our own baseball podcast. Right. You are a San Francisco Giants fan, but you're also a low key Oakland A's fan. Yeah, absolutely. How, I, how does that work? There's no it because it's just it's simple to me. I always root for the A's against. Everybody but the Giants. Mm-hmm. So if it comes down the A's and Giants, yeah, I'm, I'm on Giants. But, like, why wouldn't I root for the A's? The A's have an incredible history of, yeah. of craziness uh, and sick unis. In, in, in the Bay Area, is there not a hatred? Or some people have the hatred, some people don't? Some, some people do. I feel like it mainly comes from A's fans, you know. Um, hating the Giants. Just hate the Giants. Yeah. I remember uh, when I was in San Francisco uh, to go to a New York Giants at 49ers game. Mm-hmm. I was walking. At, at the stick? At the stick. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what era are we talking about? This is, this is it might have been their last season at the stick. It was like 2012, okay. right after the Giants. So the Harbaugh era. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And uh, it was actually, Alex Smith was still playing. It was before... Uh, I think they officially made the move to Kaepernick, mm-hmm. uh, but Kaepernick like played a couple snaps that game. We beat the shit out of uh, out of Alex the Niners. Smith. It was like twenty six three or something. Were, like that. Was this the Brandon Jacobs days? Um, a Maude Bradshaw. It, it would have been. It would have been. Yeah, it would have been Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs Bradshaw. Okay. Yeah, it was right after. It was. It was twenty twelve. I want to say because it was the year after you guys beat us in the NFC exactly, Championship game. Exactly. We went. When back, Kyle Williams happened. And we went back there, and, yeah. and it was like, oh, NFC Championship game rematch, and we just fucking pissed on them. Um, but oh, after the NFC Championship. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, but I was. I remember I was walking through. Uh, San Francisco with my Giants jersey on in the morning mm-hmm. on the way to the game, and some guys like yo, yo, and I'm like fuck, here we go. Yeah, and I turn around and he's like, he's wearing Raiders jersey. He's like, fuck the Niners, bro. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> so I was like, I mean, they're they're also your local team, but yeah. you're fucking out, of, you know. No, I mean, like a lot of the residents of Oakland and the East Bay feel that, um, you know, the Niners and the Giants have their noses up in the air and yeah. they're better than them. Um, me as a baseball fan, I love baseball, so I I love the A's too. I mean, my first favorite player was Ricky Henderson, right? You know, you got, I love this. It, we're we're in the Laz Lair in the uh, we're in the living room, and you have a Ricky Henderson sliding into. Looks third, like third base. base. Yep. Uh, and it says Ricky, and it was done by our friend B- Brady Matthews, comedian Brady Matthews. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fucking fantastic. It's fucking amazing. It's it's the first request uh, I think Brady took. It was his first commissioned piece. Yeah, I think so. You asked. You were like, I want one of Ricky. Yes. And did you say you wanted one of him sliding into third base? I found I found some images. Um, 
that I was thinking about. And the one image I really wanted was him popping his collar coming around first mm-hmm. because that was something that right. I love. Um, but it just wasn't a, as dynamic of an image sure. as – or a kind of iconic as this one. Um, and uh, basically Brady talked me into it. Yeah. I was like, you're right. It's a bet- It's going to be a better painting. I mean way. in the modern art style, yeah. and I'll put it up on our, uh, I'll put it up on our Twitter. So yeah, yeah, definitely. It. In fact, I was just thinking I should get a nice picture of it like up close, and maybe I'll make it our Twitter banner. Love it. Because right now I – I made our Twitter uh, avatar, of course, the most famous dirty slide in baseball history. The oh. the murder Chase, of Ru- the, the murder, murder of Ruben Tejada. Yeah. But then I put as our uh, as our banner. I have uh, Buster Posey going face first into into third base. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's get let's get uh, Brady Matthews up there. But that'll be a good one. Yeah. Ah, speaking of which, uh, Chase Utley just came up to bat here in. Uh, in the Dodgers Giants um, game. On your human garbage scale, yeah. where does Chase Utley rank? I'm just thinking that Carmelo is one. Uh oh, I mean on the all time I'm talking sports. Sports like not, sports yeah. garbage. Yeah. Um like so here's I the mean, thing. I don't like I'm not saying that you like think he's actually more garbage like yeah. human garbage than like say John Rocker or right. someone. Right. But no, but for the Joey Prano personal yeah. scale. So here's you know, it, it's an interesting question because you you think about a guy like John Rocker. John Rocker said some dumbass hick southern shit about, yeah. you know, the the seven train in New York <laughs> right. and AIDS and like Asians AIDS. and stuff. And I'm like, oh, he's a racist, Gays. dumb fuck. Ra- yeah. Like moron but i've said this about uh i've said this in in talking about politics a lot i actually hate liberals at this point more than i hate conservatives because liberals tend to be more higher highly educated yeah um if you look at it the breakdown of liberal conservative at with a high school diploma is 50 50 mm-hmm. if you go to like a phd it's like 80 20 liberal yeah but liberals these days are acting like assholes and they have fucking educations John Rocker, you know, he's your typical fucking red stater. He's just a moron. Right. Like, I don't. Right. There's a kind of excuse for him. Yeah. There's really no excuse for you. He's dumb as fuck. Right. He's like, you know, he's like a a child who, like, breaks a window. Right. You're like, yeah, because you're fucking (laughs) stupid. You don't throw balls in the house. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Carmelo Anthony, not stupid. No. Just selfish. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Sports, just a team killer. Sports-wise, though, yeah. Chase Utley, he's not selfish. He purposefully <laughs> injured a fellow ball player. A fellow middle infielder. Yeah. Yeah. Turning a fucking double play. Right. You cover second base you, all the time. You know what that's like. He didn't fucking look at him. No. He didn't say sorry. You know. He didn't go, shit, I came in too high. First of all, he clearly didn't slide. It's a little it's a little unfair to even have him as our avatar. It's more of it was a, a flying sidekick yeah, than a slide. A flying knee bomb yeah. to your fucking ACL. Yeah. Um so he's really up there. <laughs> yeah. Cause he fucking he fucking left. Is is Ruben Tejada back and playing? I think he's like on somebody's roster, maybe. Right. Like last year, he was like up and down from from uh, 
Triple A. Right. I think he was on the Cardinals for a bit. Might have been on. And you. at the time, Ruben Tejada wasn't necessarily your starter, but he was a key player on that team. Yeah, because yeah. this uh, is 2015. Yeah, those the, the really good Mets team that made it to the World Series. And we had we struggled at shortstop mm-hmm. the whole year. Yeah, they wanted it to be Flores. They wanted it to be you know it was uh it was like we had we had right at third, but then he went down. Right, and so it was this mixed bag infield where we just kept trying to figure out who was going to be there. He was your Juan Arebe. Yeah. Of the 2010 Giants. And, and, and Tejada finally just gave us some stability, stability. at yeah. short. And, and when with Wright being out, it was like Flores can play third, Flores can play whatever. And he then, gave you options. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like a solid middle infield. Right. Making and, a career on the New York Mets, like on his way up, because he was. He was involved in clutch plays. He was in big games. You know, New York was going to love him forever. You know, if you guys win. And fucking Chase Utley and Chase murdered Utley him. murdered him. Yeah, murdered his career. And you know what's annoying is like the Dodgers had this thing early in the year where they showed Chase Utley like signing autographs for like mm-hmm. a cancer kid, and now right. the cancer kids like in their organization. Right. Everybody always wants to make it out like Chase Utley's a good guy, and it's like that's fine. That like. It's hard not to sign an autograph for a kid who has cancer. Yeah. Like, they bring the cancer kid on the field. Right. You don't go visit him in the hospital. Yeah. You don't yeah. You don't move. It was it's on- like a cancer kid came in here right now and said, sign an autograph, We'd Joe We'd be taking last. pictures of them. Yeah. yeah. Sure. He'd be, he'd be the third co-host on the show. Yeah, of course. We'd be yeah. like, oh, you want to you you be no, on the show? Look at you. You have no hair. You're yeah. a cancer kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, R- Ruther got dented. And I do a podcast with him twice a week forever. Like, yeah, I feel right. like I'm yeah. like doing charity. Nobody's telling life. you what a good guy you are. Yeah. Yeah. Because I hang out with some fucking patient. <laughs> and now, now just because I do a podcast twice a week with Ruther, I can go maim people. Yeah. <laughs> and still be considered a good guy. Yeah. Chase Utley's a scumbag. <laughs> and Dodgers fans who aren't openly going like, yeah, but he's our scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, like, I want the Dodger fan who's like, fuck Chase Utley. That's bad karma. We mm-hmm. should get rid of him because we're not going to win with that karma hanging around the locker room. Yeah. And guess what? You got to the World Series. And you lost you took in a big game fat seven. dump. Yeah. And now you're in fucking disarray. <laughs> <laughs> disarray. Because Justin Turner, a true fucking ball player, former Met, you're welcome. Yeah, is that a lineup? I can't believe the uh, the Mets got rid of him. I remember watching him and be like, "Why doesn't he play more for these guys?" Yeah, like he's a stud. Well, the answer and is, and it's not like he came out of nowhere. He no. went to Cal State Fullerton or whatever. I mean, it was it was a he comes from a powerhouse. The answer is the 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 best defensive position for Turner and. Uh, was Murphy third base and Dave Wright. and Murphy was third base. Yeah. So we had three guys, all who hit. Uh, Wright obviously plays the best third base out of all of them. And there was a, it's a long time since I thought Wright was like the best hitter out of all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I always liked Murphy. I always liked Turner. But I understood it's like man, we made a financial commitment. But they were basically choosing between Murphy and Turner. Turner because yeah. we can't. Fit them both in. Like, we can't force them both to play second base. Or, like, Murphy just never worked in the outfield. And I felt like Justin Turner handled left field fine. Am yeah, I crazy? Like, like, fine. Yeah. But wasn't hitting. Like, if wasn't he was, mashing. Like, if like he, was he was doing what he was doing now, 
offensively, they'll be like, we'll figure it out. Was he? Yeah, because he wasn't big leg kick guy. No, over there he was, but not not not, not like this. Like this, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a sexy big leg kick. It, yeah, it's incredible. It's great. But it's, I if, wish I could hit. If like you that. if you look at it, I mean, if David Wright's not there, they probably keep both, both of those of guys instead of just one, and then neither. Yeah, like of all those three, David Wright's the only one we still have, and, and the other two are dominating baseball. Dominating. So, how do you feel about the a, uh, the NL West in general? Because the the Diamondbacks are off to a screaming hot start. Dynamic athletes, man. Dynamic athletes. They got young dudes who can run and throw and hit bombs. So, um, them and the Rockies, you know. Um, but so uh, basically, I'm just hoping that uh, compared to those teams, which I think are better than the Giants, really um, over the long haul. Um, the Giants can just stay to 500, but and get Madison back, and then we'll see what happens. But this is a tough division. Yeah, right now uh, Arizona six and two, and then you got Colorado at four and four. You guys are three and three. And it's like Paul Goldschmidt hasn't even really started no. hitting yet. Yeah, they're they're going to be, <laughs> the, and especially with the Dodgers without Turner at two and yeah. five, and then of course uh, San Diego down there at two at six. I'm going to start a couple things. We got to get some social media action going right uh, to start this podcast. So bring first, back the brown. Bring back the brown. Yeah. Hashtag bring back the brown. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be one of our focal points the for this focal podcast. Points like, of this podcast. We, you're you're a Giants fan, so you don't necessarily want the Padres to suddenly be a dynasty. But no, it'd but be I, nice if they were competitive. Yes. I love going to Petco. Yes. I like fucking watching baseball in San Diego. When have you ever seen a friar dressed in blue and white? Never. 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 When have you ever seen a friar dressed in a brown? Every single time I've seen a friar. Every single time you've seen a friar. Yeah. Why the fuck are the Padres (laughs) not brown? I've never seen a friar wear anything but brown. Yes. Ever. Because that's what friars wear. And if you're going to be the San Diego fucking friars, be brown. Be brown. Be brown. Hashtag Bring back the brown. the brown. What can Brown do, do for, for you? you? It can save your organization. Yeah, it can take you back to the World Series. Yes, yes. So we're gonna we're gonna start with that, and then of course, always fuck Chase Utley. Hashtag fuck Chase Utley. <laughs> fuck Chase Utley. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, I love it. Now uh, Pittsburgh six and one. Really in, in the in the Central. That's exciting. Yeah, and neither of us had the Pittsburgh. No, I, I I went sneaky pick Milwaukee, and you went sneaky pick the Cardinals. Which I guess it's time for me to uh, to do it. Like you know, I I, I I went sneaky pick the Cardinals because I said we, our our train of thought on the show. If you guys didn't listen to it because of Trevor, uh, <laughs> was Trevor. We both like Houston in the AL. Yes, we both don't like the Dodgers. Yeah, because we they both, have Chase Utley. We both don't believe in the Nationals. Nope. We don't believe in you, Darvish, and the Cubs. No, uh, nope. Uh, I, 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 I believe in the Cubs, but, cause, y- but I do not believe in you, Darvish. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and I think we both agree they need more pitching, and yeah. they're three and four right now. So we were right. like, oh, a sneaky team could come out of the Central. Yes. And I said, you said Milwaukee, and I said St. Louis, because it just seems like it's been too long since the Cardinals right. were in the World Series. Yeah. But truly, deep in my heart, I was like, I think it's going to be the Mets. <laughs> but I didn't want to say it and jinx it. But that's out the window because the Mets are 6-1. and one. Yeah, the Mets are killing it. Because the Mets are 6-1, and one and it's official. I'm all in. The Mets are going to the World oh. Series. It's going to be Mets-Houston. I'm calling it for the third year in a row. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Last year I called it, and the Mets let me down. The year before I called it, Houston and the Mets let me down. Uh, so tell me about the Mets, because I haven't been paying close attention to the Mets. I've admired in the double play hitting Giants. You got Noah back. We got Noah back. You got Harvey STD free. Yep. Right, as a number three guy. And he's only pitched one game, and he pitched great. Okay, and you got my guy DeGrom. What's what's DeGrom's hair situation right now? DeGrom went went from long to, like, last length. Yeah. With, like, just the wings coming out of the hat. And then just before his last start, he went full short, where, like, now he's got nothing coming out under the hat. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like like short-haired DeGrom, but... Last game, he got himself in a real pickle of a situation. Bases loaded, no outs. He gets a fucking pop-up, a ground out, a strikeout. He's out of the inning. Uh, And I said, I tweeted to a friend of mine who's also a big baseball fan. I was like, I wasn't a short-haired DeGrom fan, but it must have been a little, it must have been like a lot of weight to carry around to have the full main and 12-pound balls. <laughs> so, like, I don't want him getting rid of the 12-pound right, balls. Right. You don't want him hunching over. He's a bulldog, dude. Yeah. He, it, he has the stuff, but he, it, he is tough as fuck. Like, I'm never worried that he's not going to, like, give you a is game. Is he going to be, like, a Roy Oswalt kind of guy? I think, I mean, I think he's the oldest of the, of the crew, but uh-huh. I think if I had to bet, on one of those guys, and it's like, and it's crazy not to think it's Syndergaard, but if I had to bet on one of those guys having like a legit Hall of Fame career, I could be like, it could be DeGrom because it's when he doesn't have his best stuff, yeah. he still gives us seven and gets a win. Right. And when Syndergaard doesn't have his best stuff, he strikes out 13 in, in and walks you know, four 11. innings. Yeah, yeah. But like, he, he walks guys and he gives right. up bombs. Like I, I saw him actually. I think it was his second start ever down at Petco, and I think he struck out ten in four innings and gave up like eight runs. <laughs> Just like a young Nolan Ryan. Yeah, yeah. But Degrom and and those guys leading off the the rotation, mm-hmm. it's fucking tough. Okay, so let's play a little game called Dude Not a Dude that I just made dude, up in my Dude Not a Dude. Dude Not a Dude. And just to give you an example, yeah. Like if you go through the Giants rotation right now. Yeah. Right? And play that game. Ty Block. Not a dude. Not a dude. Johnny Cueto, but he's bueno. Dude. Yeah, yeah full R- dude. Full dude. Johnny No Bueno, still kind of a dude. Still but, kind of a dude. Yeah. Like I still go to war with him. Uh Chris Stratton, not a dude. Derek Holland, not a dude. Whoever the fuck the fifth starter is, not a dude. Uh, they're going to bring up this kid named Tyler Beatty. He's, yeah. he's, he's not a dude yet. Now, let's go through the Mets. Yeah. No, Syndergaard. The, the dude. The dude. <laughs> yeah. Put him, put, him in a fucking, put him in a bowling alley with fucking John Goodman. He's the, the dude. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Harvey. Even STD Harvey? No idea STD Harvey. Whatever you want. Kind of a dude. Kind of a dude, though. Yeah. Always right? has a fucking lipper. Yeah. He's yelling at his fucking manager in the World Series that he has to stay in. Right. And he's banging he, models. It, like, and Or he's not banging models. Yeah. No, yeah. he's banging models. Yeah, okay, good. He's banging models. He's going to Rangers games. Because be who you are yeah. is what I'm saying. Exactly. Yes. Kind of a dude. Kind of a dude. I, I would say dude. Yeah. I would, like, okay, DeGrom, you just said it. Dude. Dude. Yeah. 
Who's next? Matt's. Matt's still kind of a dude. Fucking, I feel, I look like Matt. This is this is Matt's to me. On the on the dude, not a dude. Fucking seesaw. Yeah. He's kind of he's inching towards dude. I could see him as a dude. Yeah. But not a dude that I like. You throw him out there and be like, oh, we got our dude. Right. It's not Matt's. Well, here's the thing about Matt. Now he might be a dude on the Giants. Yeah. When you look at him. Yeah. Not a dude. But you remember that kid in high school who you were like, everybody kind of picked on. Yeah. But then like one time he snapped and yeah. he fucked somebody up. And you're like, yo, yeah. do not fuck with that kid do anymore. Do not fuck with that giant Matt, like when he doesn't have his best stuff, he gets fucking angry. He's like he's like real fiery. He's, he's He'll drop fucks on the mound all the time. He's always punching his glove. He hits. His fucking he's, he's he's sliding down that dude and he's now at the end of the dude. Yeah, I feel yeah. you. Like yeah, I, like I'm not sure he's a dude, but I think he might be. I mean, feel like he's a dude in training or a dude in but waiting. Then, but then what Just about for- what about Seth Lugo? Hey man, like the only time I ever saw Seth Lugo pitch was with you at AT and T Park, and he fucking dealt. Yeah, and he spins it. And he's he might- Puerto Rican. Yeah, so kind of a dude. You know. Yeah. Like if I don't know if a dude is a dude, but you know, and maybe I'm racist, but if a guy is an island guy versus a white guy, I'm tending towards dude. And it's funny because the guy we got from you, who everybody thought was oh, the dude, right? Wheeler, Wheeler. I can tell you, not, not a, a dude. dude, not a dude. Yeah, Ge- uh, Gesselman, not a dude. Yeah, like. What about Jerris? Who, who's your closer again? Familia. Familia. Yeah, yeah, he's a dude. A dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I, when 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 Familia pitches, I always wonder how the you know fucking Latino, the old lady that lives in his locker room, right. has managed to paint a billiard ball to look so perfectly like a baseball <laughs> and sneak it out to the mound. It's so heavy and it's so nasty. And my hands hurt just thinking I about know. it. Yeah, you know, like swinging late. And at it. Uh, I'll tell you what's going on with the Mets is Mickey Calloway. Okay, you've got a new manager. New manager. Who the fuck is Mickey Calloway? I have I have never heard of the guy. He is the he is the former pitching coach for Terry Francona's Cleveland Indians. He's the guy okay. who was going. Yeah, Andrew Miller's going to pitch the sixth. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're going to fucking go to our bullpen in the third inning yeah. and just, like, stretch this game out. And I talked about this on a Mets podcast that I did last year uh, during the offseason called Put It In The Podcast, Now Defunct, uh, about they have these – they have Cindergard, DeGrom, Harvey, Mats, Lugo, Wheeler, Gesselman. These guys are all starters. All, all at some point were guys who looked like they were a dude. A dude. And – when they're all healthy, like, what do you do? And, and I said, why not start fucking pairing these guys up? If Thor is just nasty for four innings, why don't we pair him up with Lugo and just go, hey, guys, we need eight from the two of you. Figure yeah. it out. Right. And I said it sort of jokingly about how they're using guys with the pitch counts mm-hmm. and how they're using guys with the fucking innings limits. And now he's kind of doing that. Like, Gesselman's right. in the bullpen, mm-hmm. and he's pitching – Three or four innings a day after, you know, Syndergaard comes out in the fourth or Max right. comes out in the fifth, and I think it could. I think it could be like 
a thing that changes baseball. Like I think it, it certainly I'm could. he's the Mike D'Antoni of pitching coaches. Okay. Well, it certainly could because, you know, like there's the old math, the Cy Young math, where you just throw every inning yep. of the whole season and you win 70 games and you lose 45 games or something. And we're getting into the 100-pitch limit. And there's going to about be a new math kind of thing. We, we're still kind of on the old math. You know, the 60s math. I think the... the, the like eight innings yeah. is a quality start. And I think the problem with the... That, that, that could combat this is if you're Matt Harvey, what kind of contract do you draw next year when you're pitching four and a half innings a game? And it's really good four and a half innings, but you're not, you know. Right. You give it's up kind one of, run. It's kind of the anti-dude contract. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the, it's good for the owners because they basically get two players for the price of one. Yeah. It will probably never but even But even that, like, you don't, you don't even want that to be your role because you're like, I can't. Like, that makes my ERA higher. Right. That makes, like, I, I, who looks at me and goes, he hasn't pitched right. eight innings in three years. So I feel like the Scott Borises are going to be the guys that fucking don't want this to happen. Yeah. But what I always think about is, uh, you remember Little Big League? Yes. When the kid manages? Yes. And the fucking, he has the, he has like the big lefty star guy and he goes out there and he's just shitting the bed on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, you don't like, you don't like how I'm pitching? Bench me. He goes, I'm not going to bench you. I'm going to pitch you. And he goes, come free agency next year. I think there are a lot of teams looking for a, 34-year-old lefty with a 75 ERA, and he just goes out there and he starts carving again. So I think that's, like, the way you got to handle it. It's like, hey, you know, take out any attitude you want toward this, but, like, if you're at five innings and I think you're, you've, you've used all your dude for the day, mm-hmm. I'm going to another dude. Yeah. So I think it could be interesting, but I'm all in on the Mets. Mets-Astros World Series. Been a lot of orange in October. I do like I do like how that looks on TV, Mets, Mets Astros. Even though it's a lot of blue and orange, you're right. Yeah, but you guys are Dodger blue and orange. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I hope I hope one of them goes orange jersey to the other white. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want I want I want some big orange. So yeah, I'm in. I'm I'm in on the Mets, and the Mets look okay. good. And uh, the other, the, I mean, so then you got. So the point is you have four-plus dudes on that starting rotation. I think so. And, you know, if you guys make it through healthy, I mean, you've we got have, a shot. To me, I think we have three sure dudes. I think and you then, have three and then absolutely like, And shores. then, like, at least two, like, half-plus dudes. Right. Right. The like, Giants have two dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why guys like Smoltz and A-Rod and all those guys in 2015 were like, uh... Yeah. If this is their rotation and like these guys stay healthy, like good night and good luck. Exactly. And th- that's where I'm at as a Mets fan. It's like let's just stay healthy. Mickey Callaway is making all the right moves. Uh, he some of his lineup decisions. He bats pitcher eighth every day. Hmm. Every day. Hmm. Which so he's a better manager by the eye contest, uh, the the eye test than say Gabe Kapler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's going on Gabe there? Kapler is going to be out of Philly by fucking all-star break. He got booed <laughs> at the home opener. At opening day. At opening day. And you know what? I was thinking about this because 
it, this is your opening series up in San Fran, right? Is this your opening? Was opening day on like no, Friday? No, it was against it was against the Mariners. Oh, that okay. was opening day. Yeah, it was a an opening day two game fucking series. Right. What the fuck is going on? But there's, uh, I think I just heard like the Cubs aren't playing their opening day until like Monday, like their home opener, which to me is like, who's doing this like a week and a half later at home? You're giving like the Phillies a great example. Like you're giving your team a chance to suck before the, even the home openers. Your, your manager got booed <laughs> during the home opener. <laughs> I don't think that when they were scheduling that, they were thinking, oh, Gabe Kapler is definitely going to pull a guy who's thrown 68 shutout pitches in the you know in the right. fifth inning and blow a five run lead. But my Fucking. point is like the the beauty of opening day for every baseball team in history is it doesn't matter how dog shit you are, it doesn't matter if you're the Phillies, it doesn't matter if you're the Padres. Right. You go to opening day, it's an event, the bunting's out, yeah. the you know the the like everything about it's spring, everything is fresh. So really, what you're every saying? Every chance you have a chance to compete. Maybe you're the miracle team. <laughs> really, what you're saying is that in a garbage town like Philly, full of garbage fans, and it looks like they have a garbage manager. Yeah, they gotta open at home. They gotta. Yeah, or they gotta open. The Cubs can open on the road because whenever they come home, right. it doesn't matter. But they gotta open. Even if you're the Phillies, you gotta open after three games on the road. Like you right. can't. We can't give them like two series on the road. You can't let a team come home one and five and right. expect the human garbage that lives in Philadelphia <laughs> to be okay with that. Now, we are a baseball podcast, but yeah. um, big things are happening in the NBA, and you bring up Philly, and people have been asking me about it because Philly beats. Cleveland yesterday in, mm-hmm. in like maybe the game. Of I the did year. not see the game. I, I saw uh, just at the end of it, somebody grabbed a rebound and it was over. Yeah. And they grabbed the third spot. Is that locked in? No. Okay. But, uh, but my question is, do you have a hatred for Philly? Like, I know, obviously, you don't have a hatred for Philly. No, like I was just I trying do. to. I was just trying to get you riled, you uh, riled up on Philly. I, I just, don't have a real hatred for I'm Philly. I'm just so like I want. I like the Sixers. I mm-hmm. want the Sixers to be good. I've always said I like Sixers fans because it's the only fan, the only team in Philadelphia that has like an urban feel to it. Like yeah. the worst people at Eagles games and Phillies games are fat, white, yes. Wawa eating, yes. shitty mustache having racist white people right you know the will smiths and the fucking the urban crowd that goes to yeah sixers games you're cool super cool yeah my fear though is like and my huge fear is lebron ends up there next year and suddenly the racist whites come out like they've been supporting the whole time (laughs) um yeah no philly the sixers definitely have of all the teams Definitely have, like, the most street cred to me. Yeah. I'm excited about Philly. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to be, you know, I think they're – I don't believe in Toronto. I mean, I don't know how you can. I know they're playing at a a higher pace this year, and they're shooting more threes, and they're getting up and down, and they're, you know, having some success. But, you know, until you do it in the playoffs, Toronto, you've had too many chances and come up short too many times. And um, Philly really looks like the team that could give LeBron a problem if you could, they get in beat back, right? Yeah. And I also see, I mean, maybe LeBron has to do a deal where he's like, look, you're not ready yet. You're not winning the NBA championship. So 
Don't come out full swinging at me, and I'll come here next year. Right. Or, yes, or LeBron. Or they push him, and then he goes there next year anyway. Because Kevin Durant already did it. Mm-hmm. Right? He won't catch as much shit. Yeah. They push him to seven games. He beats him by himself, basically. You know? Because I don't know anybody. I mean, Kevin Love, okay. Yeah. And then what? Exactly. Right? Um, he beats him by himself, and then he goes there. Now, I have taken a significant amount of shit uh, after I talked about it from Warriors fans okay. and just Kevin Durant fans in general. Yeah. We named an episode, Kevin Durant is Cracking. I right. talked about his appearance on the Bill on Simmons the Bill podcast. Simmons I talked about him getting ejected. Yeah. I talked about him uh, having fake Twitter accounts. To me... All things point out, like, it's not even a crazy, to me, it's not even a crazy theory. And Charles Barkley basically followed up and said it right after I did. As a Warriors fan, we've already talked about it, so I know your answer, but is Kevin Durant cracking? It's concerning me. Yeah. It's concerning <laughs> Thank me. Thank you, Laz. Because he's out of character this year. Um, and you know what? I, to be perfectly honest, like, I'm... He always seemed from afar and just listening to him on, on Bill Simmons and whatever he's on, he seems like a great guy. He really does. So, you know, I wasn't really paying attention to the minutia of what was going on with him and Russell Westbrook in, in Oklahoma City when he was there. It just, it just to the eye test, it looked like there's, there's nothing going on here. There's no semblance of basketball going yeah. on right now. This is either, these guys are either uncoachable or this is a terribly coached team or Russell Will- R- Russell Westbrook is is hard to play with that's what it looked like to me yeah so this year after winning the championship he's getting a lot of fucking texts going his way and he's he's uh called on him sorry and uh he's taking offense too much. To everything. To everything. Bloggers. To, to, guy, to teams coming hard at them. Like, they're gunning for us every night. Well, no shit, man. Yeah. And that doesn't have anything to do with you leaving Oklahoma no. City it's just and coming you're the to Golden State. It's just because you're the best team. Yeah. And that's how it's always been. So, it's weird. It's weird to get him so riled up. Um, and I just think he's a really sensitive guy. And I hope uh, Steph and Dre and Clay let's go smoke some weed with Clay, man. Yeah, just chill out. Clay, nothing bothers Clay. No, nothing, nothing. He's like, oh, you brought in maybe the league's best scorer to take shots away from me. Yeah, good luck. So can I just like not come to practice now? Because <laughs> I got, but Clay I got still a gets his smoke, 18 a shots. Fucking pizza to eat. Yeah. yeah, but Clay said, you know what Clay said? He's like, ain't shit gonna change. I still hunt. Fucking buckets. Yeah. That's what I do. You know? Now, uh, I said so this. So I'm worried about it because he's he's getting out of character, and um, I think he's really sensitive, and I think you're right. He is cracking. What is the situation with Steph Curry? Because I know that he's injured and that he's due back in the playoffs, but what I said to you is uh, that – Kevin Durant, in my opinion, 
is the second best player in all of basketball. He is the guy right behind LeBron. You know, I, I think for age reasons, maybe the torch isn't necessarily going to be passed directly to Durant at this point. I think he's the most talented player on the Warriors. I think that uh, when all is said and done, Kevin Durant is going to have a better legacy than Steph Curry, whether he has as many MVPs as him or not. Mm-hmm. But we talked about it and we agreed, mm-hmm. I think – Steph Curry is actually more valuable to the Golden State Warriors than Kevin Durant. Yes. Yes. This is why he's the two-time MVP. Um, no, but you're right. By all metrics, by, if you're creating a player, height, dribbling, shooting, everything that LeBron's great at, that's Kevin Durant is great at, you're right. They are better players. They should be able to compete on defense more. They should be able to do all this. They should be able to do that. By the old math, right? By science, it makes sense. But Steph Curry's magic. He he just, there's a gravitational pull to Steph Curry that frees everybody else up. So it's just kind of a, it's new math that you haven't really thought of before. He's playing outside in while everybody's playing inside out. It it, kind of makes me, you know, it it, it takes me back to to this Mets rotation where I'm like, height, weight. Fucking dirtiness of their pitches. Yeah. How hard they throw. It's like Noah Syndergaard is a create a player. Create a player. Pitcher. Right. But if you told me you're going to lose one for the whole year right now, do you want to lose Syndergaard or do you want to lose DeGrom? I'm going to take – I'm going to keep DeGrom and I'm going to lose Syndergaard because he's just going to give me it in a fucking completely different way. He's going to do it with a completely different attitude. More efficient. Yeah. Now, I was saying to you the other day, and we'll, we'll, we'll let the, uh, the slidesers – as we're calling them, the sliders. The sliders. <laughs> the sliders in. Uh, uh, I think the reason is, as great as Kevin Durant is, and he is truly, like, he truly, in a way, changed the history of the NBA. Like, now, if you're seven feet tall, you're kind of aiming to be Kevin Durant. Like, that's what you want a seven-foot tall guy. Like, if a seven-footer comes in and he's Dwight Howard, teams are like, "Uh, I don't know if I have a use for this guy. If he's, you know, if he's Kevin Durant, then we're going, oh, you're a unicorn. Right. You're our unicorn. Every team has to have a unicorn now. But to me, Kevin Durant, for his size and everything, he still plays a very typical kind of basketball in that, you know Kevin Durant's going to get his. He's going to try to take over games. He's going to do whatever. Whereas Steph, it's 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 completely different. It's a it's just a jankier like you don't. Is he going to pull up from thirty five? Right. You is just he going to go basket? Is he passing? You haven't done the math for what Steph is doing. Yeah. Right. It's anything is possible. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like Steph versus LeBron is magic versus science. Yeah. So like by all the textbooks, LeBron should win. But he don't, yeah, because it's magic, yeah. Um, so, how worried does that make you that you're starting the playoffs without Steph Curry? Oh, um, well, I think the league is I'm, the Western Conference. I think is better this year. Portland is nasty, yeah, and Portland's you know like Portland's on the like kind of normal rise that you see NBA teams go through, where they're like. They take a couple L's, but they advance one more, yeah. one more. They have a star. They have, they a, have star. a second star. They yeah. have a couple young guys who are like turning into like real players. They have they, even they have, have like, some size. Yeah, and some they even have like Collins, who's like a couple years away from being like an every night contributor. But if he turns into what he could be, like now we're talking about 
fuck, add, like, add a piece or don't add a piece. Right. They might be. Or just let them, let yeah. them marinate, you know? Um, uh, Utah's doing it uh, with defense and kind of efficient offense. They're not going to score a ton of points, but uh, Ricky Rubio is a much better player now than I've ever seen. Uh, he shoots and it goes in. Yeah. What's K-Possum, <laughs> man? What's happening? Um, uh, so R- Ricky Rubio, dude or not a dude? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, he still is on the not a dude fucking yeah. scale to me, right? Right? Because until he does it in the playoffs, just because I've I've seen him make some jump shots in the in the regular season after fucking nine years. So you know we got to put him on the real dude scale, right? He's he's the most dude he's ever been. Yeah. Does that mean he's a dude? Dude or not a dude. Let's play. By, let's by play the way, dude, dude or not a dude is is a running fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is gonna be the. We should just call the podcast "Dude or Not a Dude." <laughs> yeah, right. Let's maybe. Hey, I like it. Um. So right now. So though, right now, like Kevin Durant, dude, not a dude. I mean, Do you Kev, think Kev, you can, he's not completely cracked? No, Kevin he's just Durant, cracking a little. But here, here's the thing. It's like Kevin Durant. Just dude for all you guys. The, He's a dude. Kevin Durant is a seven-foot-tall, essentially shooting guard, who mm-hmm. gets his shot whenever he wants. Yeah. So why do I think Kevin Durant's cracking? Because you even had to ask, dude or not a dude. Like right. we, this, <laughs> right. We're, we're right. never going to play right. LeBron, dude or not a dude. No. We're never going to play it. No. Never going to play it. No. Because. Now, I, okay, let's go Steph. I, I, I've always maintained that Steph is a dude. Steph is a dude. Steph is a dude. Yeah. Clay is a dude. Yeah. Right? Dre's a dude. Yeah. Andre Iguodala, dude. Breaking down a little yeah. bit, a little yeah. bit older. Used to be a dude. Yeah. Which, like, that's but important. But he's still, he's still got dude exactly. in his heart. Exactly. Right? You totally. can't manufacture dude in right. your heart. Right? Uh, Sean Livingston, dude. Mm-hmm. Where's Zaza? Where's Zaza? Zaza's not a dude. I mean, is that but just you, because he's what? so clumsy? No, but guess what? <laughs> Here's the thing about Zaza. If you got Zaza a, will fight you. Zaza's from Georgia. Zaza will hurt a dude on your team. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're you're a dude? Yeah. I accidentally tripped yeah, uh, underneath your feet. Zaza's a Georgian. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't but like, people. But like than you me know you. when you you know, like think about like a an Eastern block like mobster. Like the dude is the Zaza bu- is a triple X heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Zaza Zaza's like the fucking Zaza's that guy's enforcer. Right. But like the 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 guy is yeah. the dude. The, right. the enforcer. He's, he's just, just a bitch boy. He's just a big. He's just a super big bitch boy. You <laughs> okay, know what so I mean? so Zaza not a dude. Zaza not. A, but you guys still have that's six I mean, dudes. Have, I could think. I think Quinn Cook is a dude. I don't little, know. It might yet. be a little early. <laughs> it might be a little early, but he has dude tendencies. Yeah. You know. Um. Okay. So like, you go with LeBron. let's go with the Cavs. Yeah. LeBron, obviously, he's, he's the dude. dude. He's yeah, the dude. He's a dude. Um, Kevin Love. It's questionable, <laughs> but he he almost. I feel like he. I feel like he bored so much for a white guy that I'm giving him a dude nod. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, to take all dude, that shit from he, the media and inside the locker room. Yeah, yeah. And and he's just like ripping boards every yeah. night. He's like, I'm not as big as that guy. I'm not as tall as that guy. I'm not. I don't but jump size that guy. But like, he's huge. He's, he's huge. Yeah, but he's not. But you know what I mean. Like he's still like, he's not the athlete. Right. But neither is Draymond Green. Right. Right. That's so why Draymond's dude. totally a dude. Yeah. Totally yeah. dude. All right. So we give him dude. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Kevin loves a dude. George Hill. 
Is that your third best player? On I'm just saying yours, yeah. just because you love LeBron so. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I, you know what I think with George Hill's career mm-hmm. that he hasn't had a chance. Like this is going to be his dude year. Like, yeah. is he a dude or not? I don't we'll know. See. I guess the NBA playoffs. We'll see. Yeah. TBD. Yeah. <laughs> this is your this is your dude postseason. Yeah. You could become a dude. Yeah. Or maybe you've been a dude the whole time and we just didn't know. Because yeah. you're on the Spurs and like it seems like no one who's ever Pacers. played for the Spurs is a dude. Right. It does. <laughs> Including Tim like, Duncan. Like, like Tim I Duncan. know Tim Duncan's a dude, but yeah. is he? Right. Right? I, mean, I don't even Tony th- Parker, is he a dude? I don't think I so. I don't think so. He fucking he he banged Brent Berry's wife. Yep. Right? He just called out Kawhi. You know, in front of the media, like you're not and the, hurt. And the way and the way Kawhi's bitching, I don't know. If I don't like, know what to think of Kawhi right now. I don't know who's right. I, I almost think that the beauty of Tim Duncan is that he's not a dude. You know he's not a dude. And he got it done any like he yeah. was just like, Oh yeah, yeah look, I'm not do a dude. Do you need uh, to be a dude? Yeah. Right? No, I don't think you do. Yeah. I think no, Tim not. Tim Tim Duncan's proof you don't <laughs> need to be a dude. Proved it. You don't need to be a dude. <laughs> I think the dude like because David Robinson absolutely not a dude. Yeah, Ginobili might be your closest, uh, your closest dude yeah. on there. Because I feel like if Ginobili wasn't playing pro basketball, he'd be stabbing some somebody exactly. in Brazil. Yeah, or Argentina. He'd, he'd be like he'd be like on the Argentina soccer team, but he'd just be like the dude. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? Right. He'd be like fucking <laughs> knocking guys over. Yeah, and the biggest red soccer cards. player ever yeah, in Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, right now, you guys would be matched up against Oklahoma City, but Oklahoma City doesn't have the tiebreaker with San Antonio, Minnesota, or Denver, or New Orleans. I believe. There's a chance Oklahoma City could miss the playoffs entirely, which would fucking... I mean, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. Now, does Oklahoma City fans, and maybe NBA fans in general, when if Oklahoma City does not make the playoffs... Does Kevin Durant get more shit for that or less shit? When will the shit meter start pointing towards the real culprit, yeah. which is Russell Westbrook? And Carmelo Anthony for this season. Well, right. yeah, but, like, you knew who Carmelo yeah, was. Yeah, totally. Right? Right, you knew that. Oh, and fucking Sam Presti, who yeah. gave away Harden and Durant. And, and as it turns out, Victor Oladipo and uh, Sabonis' kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and his cancer. Yeah. 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 Sam Presti and Abaka. <laughs> yeah. And wasn't Sam Presti talking shit about the, the highway robbery he committed earlier yeah. last summer? Hmm. Sam Presti, not a dude. Not a dude. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, for your let's say it's Oklahoma City. Let's say it's Minnesota. Let's say it's Denver. Mm-hmm. At the two seed, you have to play one of those teams, then you have to play Portland, then you have to play the Rockets. If things go that is not an easy draw. No, it's like, not an easy draw. I'm talking about you're probably winning those two rounds, but it's a fucking struggle bus. Yeah. And this where this is where like I feel like the Warriors have to grow up and understand this is where they live now. This is, you know, it it's it's not like nobody saw you coming. This is what makes the great championship teams really really great. Is that, you know, you're not blowing through the league at 73 and 9. You're not going three consecutive years of 67 wins or more. You're not healthy all year. And you do it anyway. And you see, like, the fucking Showtime Lakers have done it and the Bulls did it. There wasn't, you know, they had the 72 win season, but I think the season after that, they won, you know, 54 games or right. something like that, you know? 
So we'll see. I think, like, if the Warriors do this this year, I think you got to cement them as one of the greatest teams of all time. Like, oh, sure. no, no question anymore. Yeah, and, it, and especially if they go through all of these guys and they get there and they beat, you know, whoever were to come out of the East, probably LeBron. Probably LeBron. But what if it's Philly? Yeah. How exciting would that be? That would be exciting. Yeah. It, it sure would. But, like, I mean, to me, you know, I know you're a Warriors guy, but to me, the win-win NBA Finals for me is just... Oh, I mean, like, we've never Le- seen it LeBron before. LeBron D'Antoni. Just give me LeBron D'Antoni. I thought you were going to come back and LeBron Golden State. But, um, well, of course it's a win-win for you because you worship at the altar of two deities, one LeBron yeah. James, two Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. And look, it's it's always kind of a win-win for me when when the Warriors get there, too, because... Alvin Gentry like fucking grabbed the mic during the 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 press conference and was like, "Never forget Mike Antony's offense did all this." Yeah, and then just true. like, and then was like, "I'm out of here." Yeah, 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 yeah. So fuck you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> but Steve Kerr, I know Kerr and D'Antoni have had like sort of beef from the whole. The, what was their beef from Phoenix? From Phoenix was that was uh, that oh because Kerr brought in Shaq. Yeah, because yeah. Kerr brought in Kerr Shaq. Did, Kerr didn't totally believe. Yeah. He didn't get total commitment, and he's getting total commitment from Daryl Morey now. Right. And he didn't believe – he didn't he, – he believed that the system could take them. And look, he was he's right, too, that the system with those players could only take them so far. But it wasn't – Shaq wasn't the answer. Shaq then. wasn't the answer. Shaq wasn't Especially the answer. Especially an old fat Shaq. And he, what, trying he, to run what up Steve down Kerr should guys. have done is said, Mike, who the fuck do you want? Yeah. Do you want and, another Sean Marion? Yeah. Let's go do, find that guy. Do you want Chris Paul? Right. And, and and Mike D'Antoni would have been like, yeah, of course I do. And, yeah. like, and Steve Kerr would have been like, but we already have Steve Nash. He's like, stop thinking about what you think you know about basketball. <laughs> go I'm get me more a se- guys who could dribble and shoot. Go get me a second point guard. Yeah. Because I just turned a fucking six foot three white one into an MVP. Yeah. So I did. how about go and get me a black one? Yeah. You know? I just I just turned a Canadian white guy yeah. into a two time MVP. Yes. Yes. So uh who has Let's, the record for assists? Chris Duhon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go back. We are a baseball podcast. All right. Yeah. Te- by technical mm-hmm. standards. Um, yeah. We're gonna we'll just do a quick run through of anything else that you want to get off your chest from baseball. Uh, the Red Sox are seven and one in the East. The the AL Central is just a crapshoot of four and three to two and four. Minnesota's four and three all the way down to Kansas City two and four. It's not. There's really nothing to speak of. Houston's. Six and two. The Angels with Otani are six and two. They look like they'll be the teams in the West. I, I. Do you really believe in the Angels? I, I mean, I, I love no. this Otani thing uh, going on. But no, I like, don't believe in the Angels, but I believe that they're. You gonna believe stick. you can get? They can get to the playoffs. I believe that they can, yeah. and I believe that they'll stick around. And yeah. more than anything, I believe it will be Houston's division. But no the Angels question. are going to be sneaky fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Anything on the just, ALE? Just in general, um, I, I just like this one general uh, baseball point. Um, fuck you if you shift. And double fuck you. Entirely? Fuck you if you shift. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I, like, you could shift. Go ahead. I'm not mad at you shift. Yeah. But anything that happens that is a counter to the shift, I don't want to hear you, bitch. Ever. Oh, the bunt. The bunt. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Fuck Brian Dozier. Fuck Brian Dozier. Because the shift, I'm actually, like, I know there's analytics to it. I get it. But here's my problem with it. But there's always a counter to everything. Yeah. And if you counter something, you shouldn't be uh, 
like unwritten rules of baseball nonsense. Right. Right. Absolutely. Because yeah. the un- an unwritten rule of baseball, and I said this on on our flagship show. The unwritten rules of baseball are things that have existed for a long time. They've been right. passed down from generation to generation. Using the old math. Yeah. The the shift is not the shift is not old baseball. The shift it's is new, new baseball. Math. So there's no you can't right. say this is an unwritten rule. Right. The unwritten rules are written in stone, not on iPads. Right. You know what I mean? This is a fucking rule from two years ago? No. No. But now what about the shift in general? I I think the shift is being overused. Now, I know that there's math to it that says this guy's more likely to hit the ball here. But when you did it against Poppy, and when you did it against Adrian Gonzalez, and when you did it against Bonds, who, whatever, these guys aren't going to hurt you by not hitting into it. But there are, but these, these younger guys who they don't quite have the book on yet, who can run a little bit, like, to me, it's high like, risk, high reward. Or, sorry, it's, it's sort of... It's sort of high, high risk, risk, low reward. reward. Like you're right? just getting it out. Right. Um, especially guys like, um, just use a Giants example. Brandon Belt gets shifted all the time. All right. Brandon Belt is not poppy. Yeah. Brandon Belt could lay down a bunt or just fucking ass out, roll over to the third base and get a hit. He could do that. You know? He could also. But maybe he doesn't want to do that because he knows the next guy is going to ground into he a double play. He could also hit a gap shot. Yeah, he could. Su- suddenly be running toward a third base, and there's a fucking cutoff situation where it's like some guy's like, am I the shortstop now or am I the third baseman? Who's cutting the ball to third? Who's covering? Right. And honestly, I don't think that these teams work on enough. I think they work on this is how we're going to play these guys, but they don't work on what, what if, happens what what if happens things go this wonky? fails. Yeah. Right. Like in the Giants – or sorry, the Mets-Dodgers series – that you know the the NLCS yeah. when we're, or the first round, not the NLCS, but the first round. Daniel Murphy ended up on second base during a shift, and no one was covering third. He stole third. It was the biggest play of the whole fucking series. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? Speaking of shifts and nonsense, did you see the Astros use four outfielders? Mm-hmm. What was the situation for that? They basically just slid uh, Bregman out to left field and played four across, and like instead of. Instead of putting, they played a rover. Yeah, what they, what here's what they did. Instead of uh, moving the second baseman out to short right, mm-hmm. putting the shortstop behind the bag, mm-hmm. and putting the third baseman and at shortstop, shortstop. Right. They moved the second baseman. They moved the shortstop. They left the entire left side of the infield open and moved him out to play a deep. Uh, he he played left left, and then they shifted the three outfielders to that side. Yeah. So he was he was basically Han Solo on the left side <laughs> playing in the outfield who, against who? I don't even fucking remember. You know who they were playing? It was it was it was their first. It was in the first series of the year, so it was like who did they open up against? I feel like it like the Rangers. Yeah. Oh, was it Joey Gallo? Might have been. Because Joey Gallo is it was absolutely yeah, they, they incapable of going the other way. Right. Yeah. But also a beefy guy, like probably not turning your triple into like, oh, fuck, our third baseman's in the outfield. Yeah, but like a fucking uh, hook barrel dude who's never going to, you know, go yeah. left center or whatever, right center, wherever. He, I don't know. Is he a switch hitter? I don't know what a Joey Gallo is. I have is. no idea. He must be a left This is a good start hitter. to our baseball podcast. Yeah, like, who like, the fuck is Joey Gallo? All I know, the guy hits like 20 bombs and strikes out 600 times. Yeah. Um, but that's okay now in the new, in the new math. Which I, they, 
I'm I'm be here's one thing I'm beefing on with baseball is uh the whole Are the gays talking about launch angle? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. You don't really need launch angle when you have a two hundred and forty foot fence to left field, you know, with a thirty foot wall. Pretty much you just need to pop a fly to left field. Um, but the whole launch angle thing is the new gay stadium. Does it have a, a, a monster in left? Yeah. You haven't been to the, new, been gay to the new gays. Joe, why? First of all, why haven't you thrown out a first pitch at gays? I, uh, gays see, Coliseum? I, I feel like if I'm going to throw a pitch for the gays, I'm going to be in uni. I'm going to be in uni. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, our next are, we've got two home games coming up. Okay. April 15th and April 29th, double header, April 29th. Wow. Could we use some could arms, really probably. Use some arms on April 29th. Well, that gives me it gives me about three weeks to long toss. Yeah, I can. I can. I think I can make that work. But you could get a bunch of dudes to ground out over there. You know, just get them roll over on that little slide piece. Well, every time I look at uh, every time I look at the gays Instagram, Dave Neal's out there on the mound, and I'm like, dude, is Dave Neal just like Dave Neal has been doing pretty well? Yeah, Dave Neal is one of our three guys we count on. So, Joe, it could be you. I'm, I'm back. I mean, yeah. I feel like 30 slides. I feel like it calls for it. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> you got to let me know what your entrance music is. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's clearly, damn, uh, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Done deal. My uh, walk up song is now, it's tricky. Nice. I, I'm, I'm digging it. Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so the your okay. problem your problem with baseball. Uh, 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 yeah, I mean, I think it's what it's done is it's it's created a bunch of all or nothing, high strikeout, um, uh, low contact guys who like Mike Mustakis kind of player, um, and you see a Chris Carter kind of player, guys who can't get jobs now. Yeah, because the market is is fucking flooded with these type of hitters. Which, let's face it, like, if you're watching them, it's a boring A-B. Yeah. It's not like it's must-see TV because it's a one in fucking 200 chance that he's going to do anything and it's going to be a home run or a strikeout or a walk. Like, I, I, I not as exciting agree. baseball. I 100% agree with you, and I think that finding a balance on your team, having those guys is important, but having a bunch of those guys I think is just, a, like, a recipe for, like, long-term failure. yeah. Especially because those guys are not dynamic athletes. No, and especially I, I've been critical of the Yankees' move, saying they're. I think they're going to win the East, and I think that those guys are going to hit 50 home runs each. And I think come playoff time, when it, they're only facing ones and twos, they're going to get carved. Yeah, <laughs> that they're both gonna, they're going to fucking be Aaron Judge last year in the playoffs, where he hit 188, and people and and the stat heads are going like. Batting average isn't a real number. And you're like, yeah. dude, batting average is a real number. It is a real it's number. your hits yeah. divided by your at-bats. Right. Like, it's real. it is. It's a real number. <laughs> and, and by the way, I don't care how big you are. It's really tough to shoulder swing a ball up and in. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't do it. The Mets, uh, I got to say, are not that team. Yeah. And the one guy that the Mets have, and I'll say I didn't like the signing, and that's uh, Todd Frazier. I didn't like the signing. Yeah. What I do like about it is he plays a good third base. He does play a nice third base. Plays a good third base, and he's a vet. So, like, but in the end. Hey, like, he, he knows how to win. He's won a Little League World Series. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, I look at that guy, and I go, like, that's, he's the, fuck Chase fuck Utley. Fuck you! Fuck Chase Utley. And fuck Sam Dyson for giving up a home run to human garbage. 
Chase Utley's such a piece of shit. <laughs> the look of him makes me sick. I want to fucking punch him in the face. Should this podcast be called Fuck Chase Utley? Fuck Chase Utley, Utley. yeah. <laughs> Let's call the first episode Fuck Chase Utley. Because <laughs> why wouldn't we? Oh, that's just absolutely pure. I mean, don't get me wrong. Good ball player. Probably yeah. probably has been on the juice his entire career because no one's suspecting it. Uh, but not on the juice. I know what his juice is. I told you this story no. about it. he watches porn and uh, does not jerk off. He's such a before fucking, every game. He is such a cheddar day. Yeah. No, he, he watches the, porn in his locker room. I think probably I'm I'm guessing headphones on because i'm like not human garbage because yeah. if like that's what i would do if that was my testosterone booster like i put on headphones but since chase Utley is human garbage <laughs> i think the porn's on fucking speakers so now we gotta we gotta do it he's a good ball player yeah he fucking watches porn in the locker room <laughs> he's human garbage he's human garbage. in the 2015 major league playoffs against the Mets. The Mets. He, he murdered. He purposefully tried to injure another man of another ball player. Another, another ball player. Another, another middle man infielder. Of the, another man of the cloth. Yeah. He's a he's a, he's human garbage. But I gotta ask you, dude or not a dude? <laughs> I think he's a dude. I know. I hate to say it. <laughs> I think he's a dude. Fuck. He's a dude, but <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> Just because a man is a dude doesn't mean he can't be human garbage. Laz, we'll we'll wrap up this this debut episode. Yeah, uh, this is a, a long time coming. I said it before we we recorded one of these uh, last season. We were really drunk, hammered. And, uh, it, was just, it was like ten o'clock. July 4th. Yeah. We've it, been drinking all day. Yeah. Was it July 4th? Yeah, it was July 4th. Uh, it was the day I tossed the softball into the next yard. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, we were, clotted we were, in we there. We were really drunk. Yeah. Uh, and, but it was, it was better to save it for this year so we could start in April and we could do them every you know, couple weeks throughout the baseball season. Anytime a big baseball story comes up, anything, yeah. anytime something big comes up for the gays. All you dudes or not a dudes or yeah. sliders out there, tell us, how, you know, just let yeah. us know uh, in the comments, whatever, how, you know, how often Hit you want to hear this Hit us up on Twitter at Dirty Slides. At Dirty Slides. Feel free to throw out dude or not a dude. Yeah. Give, um, us, some, give us some dudes or not a dude yeah. you've been thinking Feel about. Feel free to hashtag fuck Chase Utley. <laughs> Feel free to hashtag bring back the brown. Bring Bring back the brown. And uh, Laz, before we go, how is, you know, we don't, I feel like when you come on Dirty Sports, we don't get enough into like what's going on with Laz. We get into the gays. But yeah, the Laz Lair, it's dark, it's quiet today. Yes. Watching a little Giants baseball. What's been going on over here? What's the status of the of the gays movie? What's coming up? What's coming up in Lazland? Okay, so. And are we turning your garage into the to Dirty Slideville? Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. I just needed a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a naturally lazy man. You know, I need a reason to do something. Can't wait. The clubhouse. Yeah. The clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I need, I've been needing a new project because I've been thinking about hot tub out here, but hot tubs don't age well. No. Especially on the ground hot tubs. So I'm thinking if I go hot tub, I n- might need to dig it underground. How about this? Hmm. You got a nice size garage, by the way. Yeah. We turn... Your garage into basically the baseball tonight set. Okay. And we throw a hot tub in there. All right. Like <laughs> Josh Rosen's dorm room? 
Yeah. Did he have a hot tub in his dorm room? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Was, yeah. was that? Was that? He doesn't love football enough. He had a hot tub in his dorm room. Was that, was that completely stolen from the uh, fucking uh, Anthony Michael Hall movie, or he's fucking Johnny? It, it must have been. Wasn't that called like Johnny Football or something like that? Oh, Johnny be good. Johnny be good. Uh, it's fucking sneaky, really good eighties yeah. movie. The the only Uma thing, Thurman. The only thing wrong with that movie. It was Anthony Michael Hall. Like, dude, you're, you're, you're are you yeah. five foot one? Hey, in real life, right now, yeah, Anthony Michael Hall, dude, not a dude. <sighs> yeah, I think he's a dude. I think he's a dude too. <laughs> <laughs> How did he do it? <laughs> no, I know you don't always have to be a dude. But the thing is, it, it, I, the reason I think he's a dude is because he exists and we know his name, and he's clearly not a dude. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, but he's also grown now. Right. He's a grown man. You know, like, you got to, like, you know, you got to respect grown people. But, like, his, I feel like on resume alone, he's duding. Oh, like, yeah. Like, he's walking, like. He's a dude. He, he's going places and people are like, breakfast club, bro. And he's like, yeah. And we're science. Don't forget that. And they're and like, all right, dude, yeah. we get it. Right. Um. So what's, what's, going, what's been going on here at Lasland? Uh, you know, I, I've been, I, I've been kind of not doing comedy for the last six weeks, and it feels a little. But you I, did do it at your backyard I show. I did do. I did do um, at my backyard show, and, and I I called you out for not having new material. Yeah, and you brought all new. You brought all new hot fire. How you like that? I loved it. Okay, legend. Cool. The problem is, like, be a legend. I didn't. I didn't write any of that. I was just like, all right. Well, I'm just gonna have to go back deep, um, and I kind of wrote it. On the fly, as a, as you do. Well, hopefully you taped it. Yeah, I didn't, but um, I remember all those stories. Did I talk about uh, y'all motherfuckers suck? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay, but I was in and out. We had a lot of we had okay. a lot of action happening. Was I doing a lot of this? Was I doing two hand tomahawks or one hand tomahawks? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe you and I have totally different memories of this set. I might. Um, maybe I missed. Was that all part of the same bit? Yeah. Maybe I missed that bit. Yeah. Maybe that's where I was like. Okay. What new bits did you see? Uh, open hand turns? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So, yeah, those are all kind of an amalgamation of, like, old stories and, and jokes um, that I kind of wrote on the fly. And, uh, it, I mean, it was like 15 minutes of it, so I'm going to start doing it more. So uh, I'm going to be back on the comedy grind. And the gays movie is starting to take shape. You know, it. it I hate to, like be promising some kind of big thing. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been five years that I've been shooting this, and, like, sometimes with a documentary, um, you kind of think this is the story, but then as time moves on, you kind of get a broader kind of picture or a broader kind of perspective on what it is. It still probably qualifies as a stupid thing to do. Right. No question. Right. But it is my stupid this thing is, to do. This is your uh, Chinese democracy. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what I mean? This yes. is like, yeah, but this is my Chinese democracy after not having fucking Use Your Illusion 1 or 2. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your debut album is <laughs> right, Chinese right. democracy. Right. right. Um, but if all you sliders want to see some early last stuff, you can go check out Mantine on YouTube. There's six episodes of that from 2012, Man-teen. which is, which was still it still kind of holds up as a as a web series. That's on your page. You're at, that's at Andy Laza uh, production. Uh, that that's on the actually. I think ma- all the Mantines are on. Um, yeah, no, all the Mantines are on my uh, my uh, what's it called? 
My website, andylazarus.com. Okay, Andy Check Lazarus. out all com. that stuff, all the Venice Gay stuff. Not at, all the Venice Gay stuff, but a lot of Venice Gay stuff and a lot of man At Andy Lazarus on Twitter. On Twitter. Andy uh, Lazarus on, on the Insta. On the Insta. Venice Gays on Insta. Venice Gays on Insta. Venice Gays on Facebook. Check and, the Venice Gays Insta. That's what we've been focusing on yeah. lately. And, and April, check out April 29th because Joe Brano will be on the Insta story on the mound. Let's... Let's do it. Yes. I got I, I got to yes. start throwing. Yes. I got to start throwing. And uh, I'm at Fix Your Life on Twitter, uh, at Joe Prano on Instagram. I'm trying to get some more Instagram followers. So, guys, if you're listening to this, follow me on Instagram because everybody's telling me that's where the money is these that's days. Where the, yeah, that's, that's where the – yeah. That's where all the That's yak how you is. get certifiably famous. Yeah. So, follow me on Instagram. Uh, follow Dirty Sports, the follow, flagship show. Follow uh, the flagship. You're, you're, you're listening to this because you listen to that. Uh, rate, subscribe, uh, all that stuff to the Dirty Sports page where this first episode will be. And if you love the show, tweet at – Dirty slides. Let us know. Maybe it'll become its own feed. Yeah. Maybe it won't. Depends how often we want to do it. it really kind of depends on your feedback. Um, if we start seeing Venmo money show up with baseballs in the description, uh, <laughs> there's potentially a drunk episode for sale. And uh, yeah, so yeah. at Dirty Slides, send should us we, your feedback. Should we go fund me the garage project? Oh, we should probably go fund me the garage project, yeah. right? Yeah. Just, a- anything that we get for for any any sort of uh, GoFundMe stuff that you guys want to do, just send everything at, at Dirty Slides so we can get a gist of how you guys are feeling yeah. about this whole thing. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll keep doing more of these. I'm thinking at least throughout the baseball season, you, you guys are going to get some Dirty Slides. Yeah. So uh, I'm down for one once a week slider. So yeah. whatever. We got you know? we got. Uh, I'm just excited to talk baseball every week. So. Let's get here. Let's get to the last. You really, you it. really can't talk baseball with Ruther. We just talk the big stuff, right? There's just too much going on. You know, it's like sports. And, again, right. we're baseball tonight. We're baseball tonight. Baseball tonight. It, not to discount Andy Ruther. Andy Ruther can do anything. Yeah, he's multi talented. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Like Steph Curry. But, but we're not. We're certainly not playing dude or not dude. I don't even. <laughs> not, I don't even think I would have to explain the concept to Andy. <laughs> it's just a feel. Yeah. It's really a feel game. Yeah. You know. So send us some of those. Everything's at Dirty Slides on Twitter. And don't forget, fuck Chase Utley. Fuck him! <laughs>